guys, welcome to Les Talk. This is Sarah. This is Kayla. This is our second episode. Um, we would like to thank everyone who listened to our first episode. And if you did not, you need to check it out before continuing on to listen to this one. Um, in this episode, we're going to continue on talking about um, our reviews on the movie with Zac Efron on Ted Bundy, kind of what people have been saying about it, how we felt about it, and then kind of taking it on to current events with current serial killers that have gotten away with murders today. What yes. is? What did you think about the movie? Um, I expected a lot more. I felt like it was highly dramatized. We live like in a super Mormon community and I felt like honestly rather than it being on Netflix it could have been put in Edwards Cinemas and a nice cute Mormon family could take their family out to watch it without with the exception of like the sex scene in prison. Obviously that's not appropriate but it wasn't as graphic or gory or like what do I want to say um intense is what I expected especially after watching the Ted Bundy tapes I expected it to be more in depth on the actual truth behind it with a book so at first I agreed with you and you know we talked about it a couple days after we both watched it right um and then someone posted on Facebook about it right so I was looking at the comments and someone brought up a good point about it being on the viewpoint of it from the girlfriend and the girlfriend fell in love with him, right? Thought he was a great husband. The first one father. of the the girl that wrote the book or the girl that um, was with him while he was in prison? The girl that wrote the book. Okay. Um, and so I think it was mild in the sense that they wanted to show how he was in her viewpoint, like in her eyes and why it took her a while to even believe that he could do it. Because there's moments in that movie where you're like, are you sure he did it? Like... If you didn't know he did it, right? he was good at playing people. So right. I think it did a good point in that. But I do think that Ted Bundy's series, is that what it's called? Diary or whatever it is? I've never seen it on Netflix. Ted Bundy tapes? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I thought that was good in the fact that it gave more details about it and was more startling, I guess. Yeah, so with her on the book, when she wrote the book, she also talked about how that, like... Um, <clears throat> How that he actually tried to kill her multiple times. Um, he tried, like, smoking her out in their apartment that they had together by shutting, like, the vent in the fireplace and then stopping airflow from the doors to try and kill her that way. And anyway, it had gone on in the book to talk about multiple attempts that he tried to kill her but was unsuccessful with it. And then in the movie on the glass between the prison when they're like when he's in prison and she's talking to him and she's like I need you to admit like what did you do to her or whatever and then he wrote like chainsaw or whatever he wrote on there remember mm -hmm. um I guess in reality he'd wrote a lot more graphic detail stuff where I felt like that was like it yeah, was minimized it was it was it wasn't even dramatized <laughs> you can't even say it was dramatized because if they just told the truth it would be even more intense than what they made it to be, and I guess that's what I expected. I expected it to be more like a movie based of this is what Ted Bundy did. I guess like all in all, what I expected off of the movie was like it to be his side of it, like portraying him acting as if he was her, and how that he'd lure people to where that it didn't make it seem like the girls were retarded and stupid for falling for his games, but like how convincing and how manipulative he was in the sense, and how that like. If I saw somebody out on the street doing it, that I could see myself doing it. Because when you read the books or you read articles about it, it talks about how that these girls sincerely thought that he needed help. And that's how he lured them. But in this movie, it was just like, I don't know, it was so minimized that you couldn't even see that. I was just like, this is kind of dumb. Right? Like, it wasn't real to me, I guess. Yeah. I didn't get that. Um... Anyway, so you were talking about, so we're from Idaho again, if you guys missed that on the first one. Um, he said it was from Idaho Falls, this murder? Um, this cold case? Yeah, about Angie Dodd. Yeah, yeah. Right? Angie Dodd. <clears throat> Happened in like 1996 and her family's been, even, so the article that I read on Facebook, it's been going around talking about serial killers that got away with it. Um, he... So the mom was convinced that this tap guy that had been convicted of her murder mm -hmm. and coerced into giving his confession by police, um, she was even convinced that it wasn't his fault. So she's actually been fighting to, like, get him off. 
for really? it as well for the past time. And then just recently with new DNA and evidence traces that they had, they actually found out that um, the DNA and evidence that was found at the crime scene does not match that of Taps and is closely related to Drips. Obviously, that's how they um, connected into the murder. Anyway, now he's like confessed to actually killing her and it's been 20 years Mm -hmm. since it happened right so this guy has been convicted of the charge and that's something that's going to affect him forever but then you got this serial killer that has literally gone free for the past 20 years of a murder of a girl that happened in Idaho Falls like that's not that far from us that's 430 miles that's four and a half hours yeah I was like, not, and then not to mention Ted Bundy, like he kind of ran that strip. Like he ran Washington to Oregon through Idaho to Utah mm-hmm. to Nevada to Colorado. So, I mean, that's all around us. I don't know. You would think maybe we'd learn a little bit. I just feel I like it's 2019 and there's so much new technology out. And I just feel like how many more people are innocent? in prison because right. they're not doing the proper DNA shit mm-hmm. after the fact. Well, there's so many like programs now that look into those cold case files or even not cold case files, but um, the innocent proven guilty or whatever, right? Whatever you call them. I don't know what they're called, but there are multiple different programs that do that. that now just go back and <clears throat> retest DNA from crime scenes to see if it actually is matching the ones that have been convicted. That's crazy. It's it's insane. It's okay. All right. So I actually looked up one of the programs that you're talking about, the Innocence Project, right? Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to see approximately how many people they believe are in prison that are still innocent, right? Right. And they're looking at DNA cases um, since the late 1980s. And they said that they estimate, and it's a conservative estimate, that at least 1% or approximately 20,000 people are falsely convicted. Could you imagine that? That's a lot of people. <laughs> That's a lot of people that are just rotting in prison for no reason. And you know prison is changing them. Right, right. Prison, I mean, well, there was even an article that I read about IDOC just recently talking about um, like all the gangs that are happening within prison, like the white, white supremacy gangs that are in prison that are mm-hmm. causing all these crimes that potentially people that are innocent <clears throat> might be convicted of a crime and mm-hmm. then take on more charges while they were in prison that they wouldn't have had if they weren't falsely convicted right yeah. so I don't know I guess I'm thankful now for the fact that we do have like DNA testing and that potentially it's harder for criminals to get away with it and other people to be convicted for it but it's like Crimes are still happening and people are still getting off for it. Like Drips. He went for 20 years. 20 years getting away with it. Without it, you know? And now that he's being convicted, like, he confessed to killing her or whatever. So he's known for 20 years that he's done it. He's known for 20 years that... He could get away with this. How many people? Yeah, this other guy took the fall for it. And just because new DNA was revealed, now he's going to come clean. But, um, like the article said... It was an accident. He's claiming now that it was an accident and he didn't mean to. But how do you, I guess, how do you accidentally kill somebody in an instance like didn't that? Didn't he rape her? Like, how do you accidentally yeah. rape someone? Like, I you don't, don't. I mean, accidentally. But yeah, dude, that's going to change. What was the guy that got put away tap? Mm-hmm. That's going to change him forever. Well, it's never, it's never going to be off of his record, right? Like, even if it gets expunged, let's say, right, for whatever reason it completely comes off his record which it should but his name is still out there everybody's going to know that he was charged with it and everybody's going to know for the last 20 years because he's not going to have a job history for example Mm -hmm. he's not going to be able to go in and be like yeah for the 20 years i worked as a construction worker for h and k construction or whatever right Mm -hmm. like he's going to have an empty employment they're going to ask why and he's going to be like oh i served served 20 years in prison and they're gonna be like oh you're that guy that was convicted of killing dodge but just recently released like did you really do it like people are going to constantly question because that's society right yeah especially i hate to say it but in our area if you don't fall within that certain social class or group you're judged when you're that outside yeah 
So I'm trying to look up how much money you get if you're wrongly convicted, right? Because right. I know they try to pay you out. Yeah, they try and compensate you or whatever. Um, but yeah, pretty penny. Anyways, someone posted, I don't know how real it is, but here is the Innocence Program, so this is probably more real, but someone posted, <coughs> okay, here it says, Texas will compensate $80,000 per year. $80,000 per year. So this guy was in for 20 years. That's like... For Wisconsin. <laughs> don't move to Wisconsin or don't even go to Wisconsin. Because if like you get bucks? fucked over, you get $5,000 a year. Oh, I mean, you so know. you're gone for 20 years. You miss everything in your life for 20 years and you get $100,000. So if we're like Texas, right? And you yeah. were to get compensated $80,000 for the 20 years that he served, that would be $1.6 million. And you know they're taxing the fuck out of it. Well, yeah, obviously. He's only going to get, like, two-thirds $2. of that. <sighs> He's going to get two-thirds of that. But still, that's, like, he wouldn't have to work, I guess. I mean, I guess that's a good way to secure your life I don't life even forever. think it's worth it. I don't think at that point. I know they're trying to find a way to be like, dude, we fucked up. I'm sorry. Here's money. But I don't feel like you could ever... Pay me enough money <clears throat> to make it worth what you fucking did to me. I'd probably take that money and I'd sue the state. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good either, though. I don't know. I'd be so angry. Like, his whole life is gone, right? Like, I don't know how old he was when he was convicted, but 20 years, that's my whole life, basically. So let's say he was convicted at 18 Half of his life is almost over. Yeah, like, it's crazy. There, apparently, Kansas doesn't even fucking compensate you. There's a guy named Eddie Lori, Lori mm-hmm. and in 2003, he got out of prison after he served for 10 years, and he had to register as a sex offender for an additional 11 years. That's insane. My wife and I watched this show, and it was about this attorney, and I guess it drives me partially to do what I want to do. But what she does now is she'll go back and she'll find, like, these innocent um, felons or innocent convictions. And she'll go in and she'll reinvestigate. She'll recreate the crime scene and she'll actually do an investigation on scene. Like, she'll go get the evidence. She'll reenact everything that happened and she'll investigate it from her side. And then depending, she doesn't charge them anything. So she does this pro bono for herself. But what she does do is if she proves their innocence, she'll provide a case for them and sue the state. So obviously she gets a nice pretty kickback for that. But what she's doing at the same time is she's also providing, um, I guess, that that rightful justice that these convicted felons deserve. Mm-hmm. Right? And I feel like that's amazing to me. That's awesome. For, for people like that guy in Kansas, they, they don't pay $80,000 a year. $80,000 a year is a lot. That is a lot. I'm just saying, like, some type of compensation. You've taken their whole lives away because somebody brought in the wrong case file, the wrong evidence, or didn't have enough evidence to convict this person or whichever. Yeah, right. Obviously, at the time that he was convicted, it was beyond reasonable doubt for that time. Mm-hmm. But it was wrong. Like, Or is it really reasonable doubt, or do you think they just are like, you know, we need to find the person that did it before scared? Well, that's what they claim, right? Is that when you go to court, it's supposed to be a conviction beyond... It's a persecution's job to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that that person is guilty, right? And when you take it to trial, you're no longer trying to prove that reasonable doubt to one judge. You're trying to prove it to 12 jurymen, a panel of jurymen, right? Yeah. So that's where, you're like, <clears throat> you do a jury board and you, as persecution and defense... You try and throw jurymen out that you think will throw your case or whatever or throw throw the vote, right? You try and go in and you try and bet them and you try and get the ones that aren't going to um, go in your favor. You try and get them out. Mm-hmm. But either way, you're still trying to prove a case for or against beyond a reasonable doubt. Persecution has a law. Bears more of the burden to do so. And the defense just has to defend their client as to why they didn't do it or whatever. Yeah. Right, so at the time, there had to have been enough evidence to prove that beyond a reasonable doubt for um, TAP to be convicted. But as time progresses and technology grows, obviously something wasn't right. (laughs) 
And I was reading even the sketch that they had come up with mm-hmm. to even really match the description of... It really sucks that people get stuck. I guess it, it's a perfect example of being the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, that'd be really shitty. Anyway, like, let us know what you guys think about the new movie with Zac Efron. Give us your feedback on it if you've watched it. If not, go watch it. Watch the Ted Bundy tapes as well. Because that's another thing my wife brought up. She felt like if you hadn't watched the Ted Bundy tapes, it'd be harder for you to grasp the full concept of everything that happened in the movie. Yeah, that's um, true. But you do that. Give us feedback. Let us know what you think. All right, for this next segment of this episode, we want to kind of talk about different news articles we've seen, whether they're crazy, real, whatever. Um, one of them is there's a 700-foot suspension bridge in Tennessee and Gatlinburg. I've never been there. Have you ever been to Tennessee? I've been to Tennessee, but never heard of that bridge. Well, it seems like it just happened, like, recently. Yeah, it just opened on May 17th. Oh, I guess it opened tomorrow. It hasn't opened yet. Today's May 17th. No, it's not. Is it really? Yeah. Welcome to night. We don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Anyways, so apparently it's May 17th, so it just opened today. So if you're in Tennessee, or if you're not in Tennessee, and you want to go on a 700-foot bridge, it's there in Gatlinburg. But it looks sketchy. And I'm not going to lie, heights are not really my thing. Like, I get the vertigo shit, and then especially when it wobbles, which just looks like it's very wobbly. Right. I'm crawling across it, but I kind of want to do it. I feel like you'd get like five feet out there and you'd be like, I'm done. So I I hate heights. Mm -hmm. They scare me. They terrify me. But that's also like why I love them. I love the adrenaline rush that it causes. I love that like shaky fear feeling that you get like when you feel like you're falling or whatever. I like not having my feet on the ground. I hate it, but I love it. It's a love-hate relationship with heights. I wouldn't do it, though. 700 feet is a long ways. I'm barely five foot tall. That's a lot of me. Um, maybe I'm reading it. It's a five-foot-wide bridge. Okay. But so it says that the lift at the top is about 1,800 feet. So I think it's 700 feet long. And I think it's 1,800 feet off the ground. That's going to be like a Grand Canyon situation where people are just pushing each other off. Yeah. Not funny. But there have been a lot of people that have died off of like falling off the Grand Canyon. Like what are you going to do with this wobbly bridge that's potentially 800 feet? Oh, people are going to die. 800 feet? Like do they have a safety net underneath? Like said if 500 people who weighed 400 pounds, who each weighed 400 pounds are standing on the bridge... It still wouldn't near the weight limit. So you're good. 500 four, times 400 is a lot of pounds. Still, that's sketchy. That's like 700 feet long. How long I is a football do, field? I don't know. That's that like, looks, yeah, that looks like 700 feet, does it not? It's like three football fields, isn't it? Yeah. It's across mountains, dude. It'd be cool if you have the courage to do it. Yeah. Get me drunk and I'll do it. That's I might want definitely it. safe. I might there's like little cables above it. I might try to like fucking crawl over the table. You're gonna cables. like all of a all of a sudden become like spider monkey and try and go across the cables instead of going on the bridge. No, not okay. But they have like attendants, like park attendants, bridge attendants, bridge security. Is it? I don't know. Like, hey guys, don't go near the edge. Yeah. Stay on the edge. Arm and hands. Stay on the bridge at all times. Make sure you go in a straight line. No jumping off the bridge. No swinging off the bridge. Can you just, like, they would have to have people watching at all times. Well, they'd have to, and I feel like they'd have to have them posted all the way along, like, every hundred feet along the bridge to ensure that people weren't being dumb. Or, like, like people didn't want to kill themselves or something. Or that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Or, like, jumping, like, what is that, hang gliding? Is that what it's called? Like, the squirrel Paragliding or whatever? What are the squares? Squirrel suits. I don't know, yeah. I don't know, but... I wanted to do that, but I don't think I could ever do that either. Same reason. <laughs> because at least when you, like, fucking skydive, at least you're attached to someone that knows what they're doing. But when you're in one of those squirrel suits... I would never skydive either, though. I know, but I think I could... I think I could get drunk enough to do it. 
Everything with me is if I get drunk enough to do it, there's enough I can do it. alcohol. If there's enough good. alcohol, and it would be, have to be a lot of alcohol for skydiving. But if there's enough alcohol in me, I think I could do it. I just might pass out on the way down. The thing that turned me off about skydiving is the one time that um, somebody I knew went skydiving and they were like, I just wish that the instructors in the class prior told me that I didn't have to worry about breathing. Like, how's that even real? You're supposed to breathe at all times. But I guess when you skydive, there's enough oxygen like hitting your body that you don't have to breathe. So like, you have the feeling that you need to breathe, but like hyperventilating and freaking out about it doesn't help obviously but there's no way that you can breathe when you skydive like it like i don't know how it works but to me that's just that in itself i would never skydive because i don't want to have the feeling of like i can't breathe but you are breathing but i'm not like if my brain is freaking out about it something's not right get drunk you'll be fine and if i was meant to fall out of the sky i'm pretty sure (laughs) It would happen more frequently than me deciding to go skydiving. That's not going to happen. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people aren't meant to do a lot of things that people still do them. Like drinking. Yeah. Obviously, our bodies doesn't like alcohol. Yeah, that's different though. I'm not falling out of the sky and can't breathe. It's not different. How many times have you fallen out of something from being drunk? I don't think ever. Well, who just? Well, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. I'm, okay, I'm doing it wrong. Been doing it wrong this whole time. Yeah. Anyways, there's another news article on USA Today. Uh, by Nadee Yancey Bragg. Anyways, it's a Nebraska farmer who fell into his equipment, and it. Oh, oh, and he, he like got stuck in cut his with a pocket knife. Dude. I saw that. That would suck. That's like, a not... man's man right there. Like not oh. only having to cut your leg off. He's like seventy-two years old or something, right? Uh, he's sixty-three. Okay, same thing. So so close. It was super close. Could you imagine a dull pocket knife? Just... <laughs> How long would that take, right? Like, and you fall into one of those. Like, you don't have long. Right, I mean, you got. I'm gonna assume you got time, obviously, with a pocket knife. But I I mean, wouldn't you pass out from the pain? Wouldn't you think? Yeah, but if you have a high enough pain tolerance, it just depends. Cut off your leg. The adrenaline will start kicking in enough for you to halfway through first layer of skin. How about we try it? How about you cut off your leg and tell me how it goes? No, I'm good. And we'll film it for everyone. No, and watch all the creepy fucks I just want to listen, watch you cut off your leg. Mm, no, that sounds like something you find on the dark web. Not going to happen. I would never do that. Ooh, another article, um, well, another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was, did you hear about Alabama <clears throat> um, finally passing their anti-abortion laws? Oh, we're talking about this now. And it's super, it's like really strict. Like it's kind of pushing that barrier where even some people are like, this is kind of too far type thing. And I know it's a super sensitive subject. And I'm not saying that, like, I could never have an abortion, right? Even if, I don't know, I was raped, heaven forbid, or became subject of incest with my brother that doesn't exist, right? Yeah. I don't know if I could have an abortion, but I feel like it should be a right that people have, right? Because... On grounds for that, I feel like it should be something that people have the option to rather than having the kid and mentally and or physically abusing them their whole lives. Mm-hmm. Rather than <clears throat> like either getting rid of it. Obviously, there are more options such as like adoption or whatever. But a lot of times, people think that they're bigger than that. They think that they're stronger than that. Their pride st- kicks in or whatever, right? But I think, I feel like abortion should be an option because once you start, people t- start telling people no... Um, us as human beings want to rebel against that and we start doing it in illegal ways anyway Yeah. so I feel like if people want to I feel like there should be processes I don't think it should be like you go into the doctor and be like hey I'm, I'm pregnant I want to have an abortion and then they set you up an appointment for tomorrow mm-hmm. I think it was something, something that's like some people are going to hate me for this but a month long process where like you have to go to a counselor 
they discuss like the whole process of what's going to happen. Like they talk about the different types of abortions that you can have, like a medical one or like a DNC or whichever, right? And you have to understand what exactly is going to happen with each one. Because I've had, I've had a miscarriage and like the medical ones, they give you pills and it causes your body to basically go into labor, right? Pretty natural in a sense, with the exception of like medically induced, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there should be the counseling process and then understanding what each step is and what's going to happen to your body and what's going to happen to the baby, right? Like graphic pictures type. And then if you still want to go on with it, they give you the option of which choice you want to take per how far along you are, right? Obviously, if you're like six, seven, eight months, I don't think that's okay. I think you should start talking about adoption. But even at the one month mark, I feel like they should introduce the idea of foster care or adoption along with abortion and be like these are routes that you could potentially get compensated if you're worried about it or if you just don't want to have it it's okay like it's okay to accept that right now is not the time or whatever here are options for adoption because multiple people are wanting that right and then yeah. talk about the statistics of how that people can't have kids because infertility is also a growing issue it is i feel like in america and me being gay if adoption was cheaper, I can't say that we wouldn't adopt it. But adoption is so expensive and the vetting for adoption is so hard because there aren't very many people that do do it. Or <clears throat> the standards are so high in America, it's so much easier to adopt outside of America than what it is here. Isn't it super expensive even for outside of America? Um, not as expensive as here. Really? From what I've heard, it's heard. Obviously, I haven't researched it. Um like half the cost from like China or I know from Romania mm-hmm. their orphanages are so full that they're basically not literally but they're basically giving them away that's crazy to what families. was the Alabama law that they made um it was I just saw that it brought attention to Susan Collins that I saw on CNN I don't today know who Susan Collins is <laughs> is she like super liberal Kind of. Sounds like it. The new Alabama abortion law is putting Justice Brett Kavanaugh and Senator Susan Collin back in the spotlight. Um, Let me see if I can find exactly. The the Alabama law is a terrible law. It's very extreme. It essentially bans all abortions. I can't imagine that any justice could find that to be consistent with the previous precedents, Collin said. So not only is it like banning all abortions completely across the board, but it's going against precedence that the United States that we basically found all of our laws on now, because a lot of our laws are are founded on like precedence of court cases prior, right? Like mm-hmm. Roe v. Roe Roe v. Wade or whichever, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's like going completely against <clears throat> um, case precedence that has happened. Um, that, like, the federal government is deemed okay, right? And each state has their own right to make their own laws within the jurisdiction of the federal government. Obviously, you have to find, follow, like, the guidelines of the federal laws, but you can make your own, right? Yeah. I feel like there's few <clears throat> cases that you should get an abortion in. I don't think I could ever get an abortion. At, I mean, I don't want to get pregnant, but if I did want to get pregnant, I don't think I personally could get mm-hmm. have an abortion unless there were, like, certain circumstances I guess maybe but I feel like government is being more ran by religious groups than ever lately like Mm -hmm. I feel like people are against abortion because of God and that's fine whatever you believe in is fine but isn't there a separation from church and state there's essentially supposed to be right but that's hasn't happened that's one thing I learned like our whole foundation is Christian in essence, like the Constitution, everything unfortunately, is based on a Christian foundation. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud, coming from me. Um, but it is, it's based on Christianity. So I understand where that, like, it's hard to pull um, religion completely out of government, but I do feel like there needs to be that separation in instances like this. It shouldn't be about that God deemed this. As a way that it should be that all should be born or whichever, right? But this abortion law, a lot of questions that have been brought up that I've read 
and I haven't read every article or whatever, but they're talking about how that this new abortion law potentially would go against like the plan B pill, which is like the day after pill or whatever. Like if sex, you think you think that you might be pregnant. So you go and get the plan B pill for the next day that potentially could ban all like all Walmart stores carrying the plan B pill. So that's not even an option. And they brought up like, cause I feel like they're talking a lot about how women are doing things that are bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the plan B bill, the abortions and stuff like that. But have they ever brought up the fact that men get vasectomies, which is a form of right. and birth control. I guess like that's another big irritation with it. With me is like, it seems like it's always put back on women, women's rights, whatever. Right whatever you want to call it. It always seems like it's the woman's fault for her getting an abortion. But, I mean, you got to look at the backstory, right? Like, she might be getting an abortion, I don't know, for the outlier cases of abortion because she was raped. Or for the outlier cases of incest because, I don't know, I read somewhere, I heard somewhere that 5% of all abortions can be condoned to those two issues. That's disgusting. The rest of them are just because people don't find it to be the right time. And whether that right time being that they had a one-night stand and they don't want to be a single parent, like, I can also understand that, but I feel like that's where you need to have that month-long process where that they have to go to a counselor. They have to understand what each process is, what it does, what your body's going to go through, what the baby's going to go through, or whatever the fetus well, is going to go through, and then talk about adoption versus abortion versus foster care versus this yeah. or that. And I just feel like... If we want to stop abortions and we want to make them less relevant to the where 95% of it is because they don't want to have kids and it's not the right time, then I think we should start at the beginning. I think we need to have more education on sex. Like, I don't feel like, really, when I was in school, sex is not really a topic. We talked about it twice, and it was not really about how to prevent pregnancies, right? It was just how it worked. Right, or, or I don't remember, I remember... I think it was like sixth grade, right? And they separated the girls from the guys. And they talked about how the girls were going to start having their period. I'd already had my period by this point in time, so it was not a new conversation to me. But I remember it was like an unmentionable conversation to a bunch of sixth graders, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was a joke. Like, everyone giggled the whole time. And I remember they talked about, like, contraceptives such as, like, putting a condom on a banana like I literally had that typical (laughs) like this is how you do it type thing right Uh like we we had that but I feel like in all honesty people might disagree but I feel like that conversation shouldn't be something that they separate genders like this is one thing where that I'm like have them more conversation of like what sex is I don't say do it in sixth grade do it maybe once they're a little older and a little more mature because I don't feel like anybody understood it Mm mm-hmm but have everybody in the same room and don't necessarily talk about it in the sense that like girls have periods, girls get pregnant, guys don't make it more like, look, this is what sexual intercourse is. Um, people enjoy it. Your bodies are going to want to go through it. You're going to have hormones. You're going to have feelings that are going to want to, that are going to make you want to do this. But the outcomes of it are this. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's what happens is like you have a lot of young kids that have that urge or that want or, the cool idea to have sex, but they don't understand, like, the outcome of it. Like, well, nine months down the road, you could be 16 and pregnant. A couple of nights ago at work, right, it was a conversation that a bunch of guys and I had, right? I obviously said it wasn't really a part of it because I don't have a dick. But they are talking about how they can't ejaculate with a condom on. Okay. And, like, stuff like that, right? So I'm feeling like... If that's the case, then they don't use it, right? And so that puts it all on the woman to go through the birth control and stuff like that. And if they're sitting here making laws that humiliate women for using the proper birth control to prevent pregnancy from happening, then what is there left to do? If you have a guy that can't enjoy himself because he has a condom or doesn't want to use one or the lady doesn't like that the condom's on or whatever and all they have left is plan b but plan b is now being ridiculed for being used right you're just preventing away from people having sex and you can't be like well you shouldn't have sex before marriage because that's so unrealistic to have 
Right. I mean, now for sure, even back in the day, it was unrealistic. Like it wasn't mentioned. It was one of those things that people didn't talk about, but you can't tell me that you didn't have teenagers in those outlier families that were having sex before marriage. Like you can't tell me that. You can't tell me that it's only a 21st century action that people do. Like it's always yeah. been that way, you know, not to mention back in the day, people were having kids at younger ages. Why? Probably partially because those urges were there. Plus, it was more acceptable to have kids at 13 than what it is yeah, now. that's crazy. Whatever. But I don't think it should be that women are being, like, shamed for wanting to have the option of it. I'm not saying that everyone should go off and have an abortion. I feel like you should think about it. I feel like it should be something, like, even when my wife and I went through and did this artificial insemination, like, we had to go to a psychologist and she was like, do you understand? Stand what you're about to do like what you're about to bring into this world like mm -hmm. it's not going to have that traditional family of like a mother and father like you're going to eventually have to have that conversation with this kid that like it's got two moms and the traditional family is like a mom and a dad and then like they can't think of this family different because it's two moms like you both love it just as much as a mom and a dad would and that it has a dad but the dad was more of a donor not a dad and she specifically like told us to talk about it in that sense that it wasn't a dad it was a donor it was a donor for the purpose of providing us the opportunity to have another life to love right and she's like you literally need to have that conversation from the beginning it's not something that should be something that is embarrassing to talk about at the age of nine it should be something that at three years old and they're like hey where's my dad you're like well your dad was a donor you have your mom and I, and we love you, and make them understand that. And a lot of times it's not as hard. So I feel like the concept of sex should be something like that. I'm not saying that bring up a conversation of sex with a three-year-old, right? Yeah. But don't make it something that you don't discuss until they're about to have sex. Mm -hmm. Like, it shouldn't be a birds and the bees, like you have your period, let's talk about the birds and the bees with the girls. Or they're like, hey, I'm kind of interested in it. Like, what is this? And they're 15 or they've already had sex and yeah. now they're like trying to talk to you about it. And I feel like the problem too is separating the genders, right? Like if you're going to have sex, usually it's between a man and a woman, right? Mm -hmm. And when you separate them, it's putting the one birth control on the men. It's putting the other birth control on the women. When in reality, it's two people deciding to have sex together and they're deciding that there's a possibility that they could get pregnant during that, doing the act. So they need to sit there and talk about both sides of birth control rather than, well, it's my version of birth control, so mm -hmm. it's not really your version, so I'll take care of that. Or it's my version of the pill, it's not really, you don't have to worry about the pill. Right. Like, it should be a conversation that's had between both people, and I just feel like it's not being talked about. Yeah, I feel like it's still one of those, like, conversations that's not okay to discuss, and I feel like it should be something that's more openly discussed so that it's not... And it's not like in the background the whole time. It needs to be something that is addressed because it's obviously an issue with abortions. Like people getting pregnant in times that they don't feel like is right or whichever, right? Like even um, Humera's, is it Humera? Humana, what is it? Humera? The like... Inflammation in medicine? No. <laughs> You're fired, dude. But, yeah, well, yeah, I'm fired. I always am. The IUDs or whatever, right? Their yeah, biggest yeah. commercial right now is like, um, right now is not the time for me, but I know I'm secured for the next five years, right? And they're like, it takes less effort to have this inserted than what it does to take care of a toddler. Obviously. Yeah. Right? But like, if you know right now is not the right time, you should take proactive methods such as getting this birth control or being able to talk to your partner about it. Like, it shouldn't be something that you're like... Oh my god, I'm not on birth control. Like, I don't feel like it should be... I don't feel like it should be something like that. And I feel like that's what leads to abortion. I guess. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but moving on from that. But yeah, the abortion thing needs to get figured out. And I just feel like making rules against it is not the answer. Because it's just going to, like you said, have people rebel. But anyways, drop your comments about what you think about it or any topics about it that we didn't touch on or your views that we didn't touch on or anything like that. Um, on a lighter note, though, 
I know our first episode we talked about the Google Glasses, right? Right. We also talked about how I'm super old school and I know nothing about technology. Well, one of our friends ended up listening to the podcast and he's like, you know that happened years ago, right? Yeah, like for me, For me, that was like the new thing, Google like Glasses. Six. I'm six years behind, I guess. But anyways, so again, that just shows to you. And to everyone that doesn't know me quite yet, that I am the most non-technological person considering my age out there. Mm-hmm. I do think Google Glasses to this day are still ridiculous. I would definitely buy them. They're <laughs> whatever. They're the dumbest things, anyways. And, and I'm like glad they dollars. stayed in 2013. They're still relevant no, they're today. Not relevant. He said they're not relevant. I'm saying they're not relevant. I'm saying there's bullshit stuff. I would buy them. Nope. I definitely would buy them. Well, you shouldn't buy them. Well, I haven't yet. But I would. I think they're pretty cool. <laughs> the fact that you haven't bought them yet. Though you're wearing glasses. I thought there might have been a chance that you did buy them because you have glasses you know that look just like them. When they first came out, it was like $2,500 for Google Glasses. And they were like the nerdy, ugly, like little flip screen out in front of them. And it just was, it's not reasonable. Now, they look pretty cool. They're not as awkward. (laughs) And they're much cheaper. They're like a quarter of the cost of what they were. Yeah. I just want to be like, to all the fucking technology companies, I just want to be like, can we just pause for two seconds? And by two seconds, that's like two years in the technology world. Two years. But just pause for two years. And I know no one's going to agree with me. And I absolutely no one. Unless like the fucking old people are going to agree with me. But... I just need to get caught up. The people from, like, West Yellowstone, they're big into conspiracy theories. I think the whole government's against them. We're going to agree with you on pausing on technology and okay. the AI. <laughs> I don't believe in that, right? I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. You're in Idaho. You're by any there. means. I'm just saying simply just pause it just so I can get caught up. So I'm not saying something on an episode that happened six years ago. Hold. Okay, continue. Hold on. Acting as it's like a fucking new topic that I'm bringing and I'm blessing you guys with this new technology that you guys probably already knew about and thought I was a moron, which I mean, I am kind of a moron when it comes to technology. You know what I'm saying? Are you looking up something important? Uh, kind of. There are nightlight mixed reality glasses now. So talking about Google glasses... There's a mixed reality glasses that can be used to take what you're seeing of the real world and overlay it, overlay it with virtual content. At CES 2019 Nreal, a Chinese startup showed off a pair of, a pair that almost looks like normal glasses you could wear on the street. Hey, it's a step in the right direction. Nreal's ready-to-wear light glasses are designed to give give wearers an impress, an impressive experience with a um, spatial sound voice control and widescreen display at 1080p without the bulky headset. Um, can you dumb it down for me? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, virtual reality is a big thing, right? And yes. you know how they were like those massive big goggles that like went over your face and like, I don't know, if you were within 10 feet of a wall, you'd probably run into it, right? Yeah. Well, now they're like these fashionable little Ray-Ban looking things that are like mixture, so they take like the reality setting that you're in and they mix it with that virtual reality. Do you know how many people are going to hurt themselves? Do you know how many people are going to get to that, like, what do they call it, where the people can't decipher between reality and <laughs> virtual reality? You know those, like, those sci-fi movies? Oh, we're all screwed. What was that one that just came out, Game Over or whatever? Oh, where the, it was, yeah, like, Chicago, so. and Chicago was, like, depleting as, as a city because people, everybody in Chicago is living in this virtual reality realm. Yeah, that one. What did you say? I don't know. Game You're over. Crazy, dude. I, I didn't watch it. I did make it up. It's actually but, pretty good. But I got to the point, right? Yeah, we, we understood it. So that's all that matters. Then I'm here, you know, because you educate yeah. you. Just so you know, Google glasses are still a thing, and advancements are made off of those. Have you ever done virtual reality? Um, I did at Dave and Buster's on their little, like, Jurassic Park ride-through virtual reality thing. Uh-huh. It was pretty cool. The dinosaurs still looked fake. Yeah. It's I... fine. I ran through a log, so I don't know how reality that was. <laughs> you could do that in real life. Run through a log? Mm, maybe. I mean, yeah. You know, that 
makes sense. I just feel like if you have the dorky goggle things that you put on your head, at least then people will not go out in public wearing those fuckers. That's true. You get glasses that look like those, you're going to get people that are walking in Walmart doing groceries and all of a sudden they're fucking ninja fighting the air because they just saw fucking someone get attacked. What? KitchenAid just gave out this new, sorry, back on technology, that is a do-it-all machine that automatically stirs veggies as it sautés them. All you have to do is chop um, chop the ingredients to your preferred size, knead dough, steam food, measure weight, and more. It comes programmed with a hundred recipes. So you basically just have to put the food in there and you're like, button, and then Five hours later, you know here's what's your meal. funny about that is until it glitches. It's supposed to cost a thousand dollars. I think that's worth it because I can't cook. It's like an Instapot, but pretty. But actually, cooks real food. Look at it; it's super pretty. It's red and silver. Looks like an Instapot. Huh. Cool. That's weird. That's weird as fuck. I'm just saying. When you guys get all these new technologies. And malfunctions. And then you guys don't know how to cook anymore. Or you don't know how to live anymore. Or you don't know what's reality and what's your fake goggle things. Dude, with and reality mixed reality glasses and that all-in-one Instapot, you'd be set for life. Yeah, until it doesn't work. You wouldn't even have to worry about it anymore. Your power goes out and you're like, guys, we're starving. I don't know how to cook anymore. (laughs) Just press this button. Why isn't this button working, guys? Um, Harley Davidson made waves last year when it previewed its all-electric motorcycle. That's so cool. That's not cool! How is that not cool? Technology advancement. Harley Davidson, they're supposed to be loud, gas-guzzling motorcycles. Not really. You get good gas mileage. But loud, not energy-efficient, electric little motorcycles. What does it look like? I mean, it looks... That looks legit, dude. That looks like I'm in a fucking badass. That looks like what happened to the backside. <laughs> <laughs> right. It looks like yeah. not a Harley. It's not good. Anyway, you should check it out. It's scary. Scary looking. It looks like it was half made. Like, literally, I think they stopped halfway through, and they're like, I don't know if this is going to be as popular as we think it is, so how about we don't waste any more materials, and we just send it off? We just send it. What is it called? Um, uh, don't ask questions like this. You're know. supposed to know these things. I Whatever. It. Just look up hard. If I had my Google Glasses, that would be, be like, shit for you. Be like... Hey, Go- okay, really? I could say, hey, Google, on my phone, and nothing happens. See, right here. Mine, I say, okay, Google, and it pops up. Yeah, and then you say, hey, send me to the nearest McDonald's. Okay, calling mom. It's called Harley-Davidson Live Wire Motorcycle. All right, look it up, and tell me what you guys think, because I'm pretty sure they only made half of it. It retails at the price of my charger did. More than my charger. Some motorcycles are ridiculously expensive. It retails at $29,799. You can pre-order it from HarleyDavidson.com right now. Well, first of all, right now, it's the new generation of bikes, guys. It's insane. Stupid. It's insane. How fast is it? Probably goes forty miles an hour. I'm just kidding. You just made it. I did make it up. It doesn't say. Well, look it up. It it's it's specced. It's not real yet. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know those little crotch rockets, like the ninjas and shit. Yeah. If you buy a ninja, you're not doing it to leisurely go to the gas station or go get some groceries. No, you're doing it so you can get on the interstate and you can drive for as fast as you want. Like, you want to go like 140 miles an hour. You don't go and buy a ninja to go 25 in a 25. No, you go 100 in a 25. True. I've never met anyone riding a ninja that's like, oh yeah, I'm just being delicate on my ninja. No, everyone I've ever seen on ride a ninja has acted like they're fucking racing. Yeah, they're insane. They're dumb. They're and then, scary. One guy 
It's probably got like a battery life of two hours. That car? That or that motorcycle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there was a guy riding a ninja one time. And he took a corner way too fast. Skidded off of it. Sparks flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're gonna have. What's gonna happen when you ride a ninja? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Somebody's gonna die. And I feel like riding. Have you seen those guys, like grown ass men, riding those little motorcycles yeah. on the street? Mm-hmm. I look at them and I'm like, you're How old are you? I'm like twelve. You know, like it's when like... your fucking knees are up to your ears when you're riding. Meh. I've never understood that <laughs> ever. It's fine. Maybe because it's cheaper. They're like, yeah, can I get the kid bike? It's like you with your little baby shoes. She has small feet, by the way, like fucking child feet. Listen, I save like 30 bucks on uh-huh. a pair of shoes by shopping in the kid section. <laughs> yeah, but when you walk around and they fucking light up and sparkle, it's obvious you wear kid shoes. Look at Samsung's micro LED-based wall TV. It's 219 inches. That's ridiculous. Look at that. That's insane. That also came out. As if we need more obesity and more people just staring at the TV. I want one of those Samsung bots that came out a couple years ago. I don't know what that means. It's a new technology that Samsung came out, but it's a it's they're literally called Samsung Bot Care. What does it do? Um <clears throat> Samsung introduced a new robotics platform with a variety of use use cases. BotCare is like a live-in nurse that checks on elderly folks. (laughs) BotAir detects and filters polluted air. (laughs) BotRetail will sell you stuff. And the Gen's um, exoskeleton can make moving around less painful for for people with leg and back issues. You should get one for Christmas. You should tell Kelsey that's what you want. I'm going to tell Kelsey that's what you want for Christmas. One... Two things. One, that bot is going to make nurses lose their job. Oh my gosh, speaking of like medical, did you hear about that drone that a couple weeks ago, was it a couple weeks ago? It was like last week or a couple weeks ago that literally had transported like a kidney or a heart to like Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. That's insane that that's like where technology is going now. I can understand. Well, no, because what if something happened? And it was supposed to go to Wisconsin, but it got distracted. However, like, technology gets distracted. Because I get distracted, so I'm assuming technology gets distracted. And it fucking ended up in Maine. Like, went the complete opposite Like, it glitched direction. out. It glitched out. Google and Maps like, rerouting. It, like, landed on Trump's floor. He'd be like, oh, look, And he's like, kidney. I have a kidney. What? <laughs> You're like, here you go. And now that person that wants a kidney literally has no kidney because they took out the bad kidney and now they're waiting for a kidney that's never going to come. That would suck. That would I'm suck. just saying. And this whole, like, let's have bots take care of our grandmas and grandpas until they're like, hey, you need this type of medicine. And they fucking overdose you with medicine. And they're like, ah, 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 ah. There's even a Samoa... Inofit smart bra. A smart bra. <laughs> it has sensors in it. For that, what? Um, this electronic bra has the sensors inside that are designed to let wearer choose the right size and fit in a bra. So you'll never have to worry about it again. That's disgusting. You know how many people are just going to be wearing the same bra over and over again? I mean, it's like guys not changing their underwear, right? It's the same thing. It's fine. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> A smart bra. I think you could make any... I'm going to make a smart shirt. I'm patenting it. Don't fucking steal it from me. I'm making a smart You're gonna shirt. you put some sensors in it that are like, this is your shoulder width. Well, yeah. And it's going to sensor, like, if you're sweating a lot, like, if you're a sweater, it will sense it, right? And it'll cool it down. It'll be like a cool fit shirt. Yeah. Does it, like, have monitors that go off that, like, start beeping when you start sweating too much? No, it just gets cool temperature. Obviously, I'm just making this up as we go, so it's not really I feel like it's already been patented, patented or something. Like... No. Okay. It might have been, but if it hasn't been, I call dibs. I call dibs. But then also, it does, like, if you start to gain weight, like, in the wintertime when you're all holiday eating. It's like, um, your shirt's getting a little tight, bud. No, it will grow. Like, it will, it will grow fabric. <laughs> However, it does that. It will grow fabric to grow with your stomach. Or if you start to get fitter, 
Uh-huh. Or if you're not getting fitter but you want to look fitter, it will get like tighter around your arms, but it will define your arms of your muscles that don't like it'll make your deltoids look like you have deltoids even if you don't have deltoids. Oh, so it'll be like a medium for like all those yeah. bodybuilders. That'd be cool. And then it'll give you like it'll have like a template. You can choose what abs you want for the day. So if you want if you're wanting like a four pack, you can just type in four pack. Apparently there's you can type on this shirt now. But you can type in four pack. Just getting deeper and deeper. <laughs> you can type in four pack and it will give you a four pack outline. Huh. It'll be disappointing though when you're about to have sex with someone and they lift up your smart shirt. And they're like, what the fuck? This isn't what I expected. This isn't a four pack. This isn't a 14 pack. <laughs> I created a new abs. Oh, and then it has another sensor, right? And within the shirt that if you're having sex with someone and then like you realize like, you're drunk, right? And you're having sex with someone. And you're like, well, fuck, I don't want to have sex with this person. Mm-hmm. You can press like an emergency button on the shirt and it will lock down the whole shirt. It will suction cup to your body. And just like snug fit you? Yeah. And then it'll call 911. Oh. And the fire department. Funny news. Okay. Moving on. Want to move on to funny news? Uh, I just got an ad for it. Sorry. That's why it popped up. What is Did it? you hear about that Oregon? It was like <clears throat> almost a month ago. An Oregon man called the police about a burglar that was in his home. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. the police came out. Right. They like went through the home, cleared it, whatever. And they discovered that it was a robot vacuum that was just stuck in the corner. <laughs> there was like it was like there. one of those like hover. Yeah. Like the I Samsung mean. robot vacuums or the Roombas or whatever. Right. And it. Mine's retarded. Sometimes it gets stuck in our closet or it'll get stuck underneath our bed or it somehow conveniently always gets stuck underneath of our table. Always. Like, you'd think it'd learn because it'll send me, like, notifications of the map route that it went and how that it covered this basis and it missed this corner and how that it needs to remap and do this corner or whatever, right? But it always gets stuck underneath the table. Anyway, so I guess this, like, robot vacuum... I guess they didn't realize it or whatever, mm-hmm. but it like got stuck somewhere and he could hear it like knocking or something. Yeah. So we thought it was a burglar called the police and they discovered that it was just, just their robot vacuum. That would be embarrassing. It was a rogue Roomba is what they called it. Oh, they entered the bathroom. Guns ready to fire. <laughs> Hearts pounding, guns ready to fire. Officers entered the bathroom. But instead of confronting a suspect, they discovered a robotic vacuum that was apparently doing a very thorough job. Can we just laugh at this art author? Who's, who wrote this article? I have no idea. That was really funny, huh? Um, That's good. Heart pounding as if they're over Vanessa there. Romo. She's very descriptive. She got an A plus <laughs> in fucking English. I know that for a fact. Heart pounding. Palm sweaty. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> It said the man had just gone for a walk with his nephew's dog. And when he came back, he could see shadows moving from the back and forth under the bathroom door. Resources were immediately deployed. Three seasoned deputies, one with at least 20 years on the force, a detective who happened to be in the area, <laughs> and two canine officers from um, Bay Burton Police Department about seven miles outside of Portland. They surrounded the Cedar Hills house, then made their way inside, guns unholstered, and the whole time they were yelling, sheriff and police, but the burglar wouldn't come out. (laughs) He wouldn't say anything. Instead, the banging got louder, like a loud thud, thud, thud on glass. Officers assumed the burglar was trying to escape, that he was trying to open a window and jump out and run away. Hearts pounding, guns ready to fire, they counted down and entered the bathroom, but instead of confronting a suspect, they found a rogue Roomba vacuum that was doing apparently that was apparently doing a very thorough job. It was just this little round machine slamming against a glass shower wall. The entire group erupted into pleas of laughter. That is ridiculous. Did he just like forget that he had a Roomba and that like, I don't know, like and that like sometimes they turn on by themselves like when you put them on a schedule or whatever he's like oh my god there's a burglar in my house I only took my nephew's dog for a walk for a little bit but there's got to be a burglar in my bathroom 
And, and like, you have no signs of a burglar. You just see a shadow underneath the door, and you're like, you know what? I think it's Ted Bundy trying to get me. Oh, this is even better. They're like, after sweeping the premises, the perpetrator was nabbed. Later, the room was dusted for prints. <laughs> this girl is the one in English that fucking goes over beyond every description. Like, it's like, write a paragraph on a thing you see, and she writes 20 pages on it. Right. She's detailed as fuck. It's good. Is it... Was it a fancy house? I don't know. Is in, in a rich neighborhood? Something hills, so that sounds pretty fancy. Because, did you hear... So there's a really fancy area, downtown Boise, mm-hmm. for everyone that's not in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Warm Springs, right? Uh, there was a person that robbed a house there, right? Mm-hmm. They had all of Ada County Sheriff's Department, Boise Police Department, showing up. They sweep the entire area. It was when we lived down there. They sweep the entire area and wouldn't stop until they found someone. And it's because they're rich as fuck. You do that oh anywhere else, God. no one would care. You go to a fucking... Right, like, I feel like if I called, <clears throat> like, called the police department, I was like, there's a burglar in my home. They'd be like, ETA 35 minutes. Yeah. Right? It's probably just your Roomba. <laughs> right. Now everything, they're probably like, do you have a robot vacuum in the premises? <laughs> no. Why? I can't even afford that. Oh, ETA, an hour and 35 minutes, guys? How's pizza? It's ridiculous, but just kidding. that's so funny. Um, you know those memes with that grumpy cat? The cat died. Yeah. All right. No new news. Dude, then. I just... Well, it was new news. Mm-hmm. I saw that. The reason why I know that is because I'm so... Into kitty cats? Well, no. Is it because you're gay? Mm, well, that's true, but not really about the cat thing. But it was because I was looking up news articles for our episode, mm-hmm. and it said the first one I looked up, this is how important this cat is, this grumpy cat is to everyone, is to have a news article about its death. Mm-hmm. My cat dies, my dog dies, I'll be sad. But if I posted a Facebook post, hey, my dog died, no one would like it. No one would give a shit. This cat was famous. God, that's insane. That's dumb. Okay, social side note about social media really quick because <clears throat> my wife really wants to go see Garth Brooks, right? So their tickets went on sale today at 10 a.m., right? Oh, shit. And Did I, you get them? I told my wife, I was like, hey, wake me up at 10.30 because I didn't want to be part of the fiasco of, like, trying to hunt down tickets. Because on Ticketmaster, they were like, tickets are going to go sale, on sale at 10 a.m. People are literally going to have 50 seconds to buy tickets and they're going to be sold out, right? But when they say that they're going to be sold out, what happens is you have, like, all these other ticket vendors like Vivid Seats or Ticket Center or Boise Stadium or Albertson Stadium that buy out sections, right? And then they'll go out and they'll third-party sell them. Right? Do you know what I'm saying? For more money, right? So rather than trying to mess with Ticketmaster, because they have a queue that you have to sign on, and they were saying that like you needed to sign on to the queue at 9 a.m. in order to start buying tickets at 10. So you had to be on an hour before to hopefully potentially buy tickets before that 50 second window was up, right? Her friend bought three tickets for him, but her and her friend were like, you buy two, I'll buy two, and then whoever gets them, we'll just sell the other ones, right? It won't be that hard to sell Garth Brooks tickets, right? <clears throat> I was kind of against that because I don't like spending money. I'm super cheap. I was like, dude, I'm not going to buy tickets where the, like, she's going to buy tickets. doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, we agreed to do it. I, she woke me up at, like, 10.08, and she's like, I can't get this figured out. Can you help me? So I, like, ended up getting tickets. I ended up spending, like, it was, like, $321 on tickets, right? Her friend, Angelia, gets three tickets for like two ninety four at the price that they were trying to get, but she went through Ticketmaster, right? I didn't think I was going to be able to get on. So I buy them through Vivid Seats or whatever, right? <clears throat> I get them for like a hundred. So she bought them for $94. Let's put it in perspective, right? I buy mine for 122 a piece, but then there are like those processing fees and then shipping fees and then, you know, tickets suck, whatever, especially through third There's party. There's a shipping fee for tickets? Listen, I don't want to talk about it. Do you, no, you just print them out? Listen, you can either have them UPSed overnight, which is what I did, because that was the only, that was the only option left, right? I was like, I'm going to print them. I'm going to do whatever I can to get her tickets right now. So you could get email option, but like certain seats, because the way that people were buying them through Ticketmaster, the only way that they'd guarantee them is by UPS shipping them, 
right? So some people were doing it electronically and some people were doing it UPS, right? Because it depended on who was buying them and how they were reverse selling them, right? Okay. Anyway, the ones that I finally did get to ensure that she had tickets to go were UPS sent, right? So grand total tax and all is 321 for two tickets. They're not floor level tickets, but they're up in the stadium, right? So she'll be able to like see the concert rather than being ground floor with like 150,000 people in the Boise area at the same level, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to pay that much for a concert, I want to be able to see the person. So I got her tickets up in the stadium. doesn't matter. Whatever. So her friend gets them, and Brittany's like, all right, well, we'll we'll sell them. I was like, okay, yeah, like, we'll sell them, right? So one of her friends is like, oh, I want them. And then now people are realizing that all these tickets sold out because... Like, all these vendors bought them. So now they're realizing that out there, you can buy these tickets for a little more cost than what Ticketmaster was making them. So they're like, eh, I'm going to see if I can find a better deal, right? Because one of her friends was like, well, I'll buy the tickets from you. And I was like, well, I just spent $321. I'm going to try and make a profit off of it. If people don't buy them today, cool, I just bought them. I got till July 20th to sell them. And by that time, the price is going to skyrocket because there's going to be less and less and less tickets, right? So I get looking on, like, Boise Stadium or something. And for a similar row of where we're at in the same section, it's like four rows behind where we're at. So the ones that I, we ended up getting were in section or row D of like 107. So it's like he's at the 40-yard line and we're like off to the side of it, but almost right in front of it, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's a yeah. 360 stage, so you'll be able to see. <clears throat> so we're like row D. And ones that are in like K or double E or F or M are already selling for like 250 bucks each per seat. Jesus Christ. Per dude. seat, right? So her friend, she's like, well, I'll try and sell it to my friend. I was like, I'm not taking anything less than 350, right? And that's being generous. And she's like, well, they're my friends. Like, I want to be nice. I was like, I get that they're your friends. I was like, Give them the opportunity, but they can still buy a lot cheaper tickets out there. And I was like, if we have the opportunity to make a lot of money off of it, let's make a lot of money off it. Anyway, moral of the story, what I was trying to get at was this girl posted on Facebook. She's like, I can't believe Garth Brooks tickets sold out this quick. And she added me because she's one of those it works promoters or whatever. I don't even know her, right? Mm -hmm. So I post on there. I'm like, hey, I got two tickets if anyone's interested, right? And she's like, well... If you just bought them, why are you selling them? And I told her the story of how that, like, my wife really wanted to go, so we were going to buy two, her friend bought two, blah, 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 the whole backstory, right? And then, about 45 minutes later, I see this post from her, and she's like, don't buy tickets from these, um, these, like, these third-party people on Facebook trying to make a buck off of them. She's like, make them stick with the decisions that they made and make them stick with the tickets. So I like, I laughed at it and I was like, you're just mad you didn't get tickets. Like <laughs> literally you were just like responding to my posts on your thread about how that like, you can't believe that we got tickets and we're so lucky and blah, 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 blah. And you can't understand why we did it. Like, no, it wasn't because I was like, oh my God, I want to have six tickets. I'm going to try and make a buck off of it. It was to ensure that Brittany could go right like she yeah. really wants to go like I'll pay obviously $321 for tickets for her to go right That's but crazy. besides the yeah. point she really wanted to go yeah so I'm gonna make it happen no you're just a scumbag dude just yeah I'm a scumbag be okay with it it's fine I am now because now I'm gonna try and sell them yeah. but she's like don't buy it make them stick with it Garth Brooks will dude, be back here tell soon everyone hey anyone listening that wants to go to Garth Brooks in Idaho I got two tickets don't buy them from her she's a piece of shit Bought them for three twenty, but I'm gonna sell them for three twenty a piece because I'm a scumbag like that. Yeah, you are a piece of shit. Anyways, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Is there yeah. a second one? Second one. Ooh ooh. Good. <laughs>